Genesis chapter 12. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, get you out of this country and from your family, Genesis 12.1. So Abram really wasn't totally obedient at this point. And this is to me interesting because Abram is always held as the model of faith in the New Testament, the model of a man who believed and trusted God. He's the prime example of the man who believes. And so many times when we read about faith and the exploits of faith, we think, but I'm so weak and I've blown it so many times. Surely I can't do it. It's good to know that Abram wasn't perfect, nor was his faith perfect. It's good to know that you don't have to be perfect and your faith doesn't have to be perfect for God to honor you. So God said, get away from your family. He took his dad with him from the Ur of the Chaldees to Haran. That was an incomplete obedience. Stopping at Haran was incomplete obedience to God. So even men noted as men of faith have their moments. And just because you slip back and have your moments doesn't mean that God won't honor you and honor your faith or that God doesn't love you and wants to still work in a powerful way in your life just because you blow it and you stop at Haran. It doesn't mean that the call of God is going to be removed and there's no chance for you to go on and fulfill that which God has laid upon you or your life and your heart to do. Many people have stopped at Haran, but the time came for him to move on, which he did. Maybe the time has come for you to move on from your Haran. The Lord said, Get thee out of thy country from thy father's family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Genesis 12.1 So, by the very virtue of the fact that Terah went with him, it could be the old man was saying, Oh no, don't leave. I want to go with you, son. Or it could be Abraham was saying, okay, dad, all right. You know, and he could have been weak in this area. But then his dad began to drag him down and slow him down until his father died spiritually, following after the pagan practices, and Abram moved on. I will make of you, God said, a great nation, Genesis 12, 2. Now God is establishing the covenant with Abram. Get away from your family, your father's house, to a land that I will show you, and I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Genesis 12:2. All of these promises God fulfilled to Abram. He made of him a great nation. God has blessed him and made the name of Abram great. It's honored and respected, and you shall be a blessing, and I will Bless them that bless you, and curse them that curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Genesis 12.3 And from that is the promise that the Messiah would come from Abraham. In you all the families of the earth, not just the Jews, but all the families of the earth will be blessed from Abraham's progeny, even Jesus Christ. So Abraham, Abram departed as the Lord had spoke unto him and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance they had gathered. 
and the souls that they had gotten in Haran. And they went forth to go to the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came, Genesis 12, 4, and 5. A 400-mile journey, which in those days, with all the animals and everything, must have taken quite a long time. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the place of Moreh, and the Canaanites, or the descendants of Canaan, were then in the land. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, Unto your seed will I give this land. And there he built an altar unto the Lord who appeared to him. Genesis 12, 6, and 7. Now the promise of giving the land to Abram's seed at this point would also include the Palestinians because the Arabs also were descendants of Abraham through Ishmael. So at this point, the land is promised not to, to just the Jews, but also to his seed, which would include the Arabs and the Palestinians. But later on, when God repeats it to Jacob, it excludes the Arabs. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. Genesis 12, 8. Now, when Joshua came in later to conquer the land, he came up from Jericho and conquered Ai and then on to Bethel. Abraham now has a favorite spot there near Bethel, in, in between Bethel and Ai. It's the highest part of the land in that particular area. It gives you just a fantastic view. It's about 10 miles north of Jerusalem and about 20 miles or so from Shechem. But from there, you can see down into the Jordan Valley. You can see up towards the area of Samaria, and you can see Jerusalem and the area south. You can look over towards the Mediterranean. It is just a beautiful vantage point in that mountainous area between Bethel and Ai. And when Abraham came to this area, he built an altar. And the Lord appeared to Abram and said, Unto your seed I give this land. He built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. And Abraham journeyed going on down now to the south. And there was a famine in the land. So Abraham went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. Genesis 12, 8 through 10. So there was a drought in the, well, of course, he went on southwards towards Beersheba. There is always a drought down there. The place is really dry. It's deserty. And it came to pass when he was come near to Egypt that he said to Sarai, his wife, Genesis 12, 11. Now, here's our great man of faith, our example. Behold now, I know that you are a beautiful woman to look upon, Genesis 12, 11. Hey, that's saying a lot of your wife when she's 65 years old. But because of the longevity at 65, you were still, well, you were in the prime of your youth in that sense of the beauty. Abraham lived to be over 160, so at 65, you're really not that old in those times. But it does, you know, when you think of 65 years old and talking about her great beauty, it does sound to be very interesting. I know that you are a beautiful woman to look upon. Therefore, when it comes to pass, when the Egyptians will see you, they will say, this is his wife, and they will kill me and keep you alive. Genesis 12, 12. They'll take you into their harem. Now, this was a common practice among the Egyptian, Egyptian kings. It is to just, um, if he saw a beautiful woman, he'd kill her husband and take her as his wife. 
And so he said, I pray that you'll tell them that you are my sister, that it might be well with me for your sake, and my soul shall live because of you. Genesis 12, 13. Hey, this is our great man of faith, Abraham. You see, even great men of faith have their weaknesses and their moments. Now that encourages me for some silly reason, because I also have my moments of weaknesses. But I have the concept that when I get weak, God just says, all right, that's it. You had your chance you know, wipe out. But not so. God continued to honor Abraham. God continued to bless Abraham, even though he wasn't perfect. God doesn't use perfect people because they don't exist. So don't worry that you're not perfect. Don't think that God is going to reject you because you're not perfect. Don't think that God can't use you because you're not perfect. God blessed Abraham. God used Abraham through even though he had his lapses of faith, just like we have our lapses of faith. So it came to pass that when Abram was come to Egypt, the Egyptian, Egyptians beheld the woman, that she was very beautiful. And the princes also of Pharaoh saw her, and they commended her before the Pharaoh. And the woman was taken into the Pharaoh's house. And then he entreated Abram, or he treated Abraham well for her sake. And he had sheep and oxen and asses and men servants and maid servants, she asses, camels, and the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And the Pharaoh called Abram and said, What have you done to me? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister? I might have taken her to be my wife. Now behold your wife, take her and go away. And Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had. So he came under then a special protective edict of the Pharaoh so that he would not fall prey to the men in order that they might take Sarai as his wife. So in an introduction now to Abraham, we're beginning now to follow, and we will follow from now on, Abraham, as we come on down towards Christ, as the Bible now is developing the nation and from the nation the coming forth of the savior of the world so next time we'll continue on beginning with chapter 13 shall we pray god bless you and enrich your heart and your mind and the things of the spirit giving you understanding of his word and may god increase your faith and your knowledge and understanding of him god go with you and bless you and watch you and keep you in all your ways, strengthening you and ministering to you through his love. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.